Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roast Your Studios, part of the Believe in Buzz Radio Networks on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. All live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I am Porter Hayes, and we're also brought to you by Bet Online. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, football, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite card and casino games. Available to play right from your phone. Head over to the website or use your mobile device today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And we are joined via the Mentors Lover Hotline by Courtney Mims of Pig Trail Nation. Courtney, I was going to have you come on and talk about the Florida game and your Gators, <laughs> and a bomb was dropped on us. And I don't know who dropped the bomb today, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, big bombshell was dropped today. <laughs> uh, bombshell, confusion, bombshell. So just uh, appreciate you for coming on today. Yeah, I appreciate coming on, Porter. It, I honestly was also expecting to talk about the Florida Gators today. And when I dropped this bomb, I didn't I didn't yeah. really realize how big of a story I kind of waltzed into, really. You know, I mean, I knew it was a big story, but man, I found out a lot today about the transfer portal that I didn't initially realize. I don't think a lot of coaches realized either. And if you want to be honest, I don't think the player did. Because if no, you look at it, the, no. you entered, you realize the portal did not technically open till March 18th. It's a 45-day window from March 18th, 45 days on. Um, you know, nobody really knew about it because, honestly, Courtney, who expected seven days before the season started we're going to be talking about a five-star home state kid entering the transfer portal. Uh, you don't. You don't expect to be talking about it. And you honestly don't expect, you know, when I got the text from from my, my source that, uh, you know, coaches college basketball, they honestly didn't expect it either. They were very confused by it. Now, there there is something to be said. And, and I know the transfer portal, everyone retweeted me back, hey, the transfer portal doesn't open, like you said, until March after Selection Sunday. That's when it opens. But there is something, there's a loophole in everything. In everything in life, there's a loophole, right? Mm -hmm. And there is with the transfer portal as well. It doesn't magically go away. It doesn't magically close off to players. It doesn't magically up and disappear just because it's closed, right? Yes. Just because it's closed doesn't mean it disappears. So you still are technically allowed to enter the transfer portal when the window is closed. Now, what the NCAA can do then, or your school, is compliance offices can go and check to see if you're one of the cases, right? You are one of those cases that allows you to be in the transfer portal outside of the window because there are other players in the transfer portal, portal right this second that are trying to get exceptions to that rule, that are trying to transfer with these rules that can be, hey, this is an NCAA exception to her being in the transfer portal outside of the window. So again, everyone is correct that the transfer portal does not open officially until after Selection Sunday in March but there are exceptions to the rule. And that's where we bring up the case of Jersey Wolfenbarger, right? That's where yeah. we bring up this whole story 
because it looked like what she was doing, and this is only from what I can assume, that she put her name in at 11 a.m. yesterday and that she was, hey, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put out there that coaches can contact me. I'm going to do all this. Didn't understand the rules fully, went to compliance and said, hey, can I be an exception to the rule? And compliance must have looked at it today because we found out through other sources she had a meeting with compliance today. And compliance must have said, yeah, you're not an exception. Or there's no reason for you to be an exception. There wasn't a coaching change or anything like that happened. And I understand Or or any of the exceptions that the NCAA will have. There's a long, long list I found out. Well, all in all, she's – All in all, whether people want to say, well, technically she's not in the portal, well, either or. She's either sitting out or she's not going to be in a Razorback uniform this year. So, no, no, she you know, will not it be doesn't in a Razorback matter if you want to technically. I mean, Courtney broke the story. She's the one that did the reporting. And it's those things about, yes, the transfer portal doesn't technically, but she is not coming back to Arkansas. And, but the, the thing is, if this would happen last year or two years ago, me personally, you've been by the team, you've been on the inside. Two years ago, a year ago, three years ago, this has been a big deal. I don't think yeah. it is as big of a deal as everybody's making it out to be. You automatically see five-star. You add him, automatically see a home state kid. You also got to think about the roles these kids are playing and with the depth this team has, you know, there, there's been rebounding issues. So if you're trying to get kids to go down low, be post players, get more rebounds, and that just doesn't fit what they want to be or minutes, they have the choice to go wherever. So, I mean, that's it, it, there's a lot of things that we don't know. You don't know as much as we cover the team. We, we don't know all the details, but that's something to think about when we're talking about this case. Absolutely, and you're right, Porter, on that. I, I think with the depth that Mike Neighbors has this year on the team, you look at that roster and you kind of go, if Jersey's not going to be utilized, right? If Jersey's not going to be utilized to what she believes she can be utilized for, then she, why not go somewhere else? Why not go ahead and, and go to a program that's going to go, we need a girl like you. We need a Jersey Wolfenbarger. Her career here at Arkansas hasn't panned out like I think she wanted it to, and so – I think that it's not a bad situation for her to go and say, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else. And, hey, I want to go play somewhere else. And, obviously, I don't think she wanted to sit out the season. I just think maybe she came to that decision just a little too late. Yep. And, and obviously, compliance told her that. Obviously, that was something that they have discussed. But, again, it's, it's like you said, Porter, if you're not going to be utilized the way that you feel like you should be, there is nothing stopping you from going and going somewhere else. Do, do we think that oh, Mike Neighbors' squad is going to crumble and burn because of this? No. no. I think he has plenty of talent this year. They talked about the depth going over to Europe. They talk about the depth in the preseason. I'm sure they're going to talk about the depth on Thursday. They have it. They have it this year. You have girls in the system like Michaela Daniels, Samara Spencer, yep. Sailor Poffenbarger back for another year uh, with uh, Talia coming on to the squad. Ooh. These are – this is a, a stacked team. So – I don't think they're in a bad situation. If it's any year where you have somebody who leaves like this a week before the season, it's this year to have it because you're not really in a super terrible spot without her. Yeah, and and you look at the in-state talent. You look at Chloe Clardy out of, out of Conway, went to Stanford. Now, if everybody was like, man, if she would have got offered, if she could have come to Arkansas, you got to look at her side of it. She's a five-star just like Talia. 
Yeah. If she would have come in alongside Talia, now you got, you know, Carly Keats, you got Sam, you got Michaela, Talia, and Chloe all trying to be starters. I mean, sometimes it's like a crowded quarterback room. It's a crowded guard room, and sometimes <laughs> it's best to go to. And I'm sorry, but if Stanford comes calling, who wouldn't go to Stanford right now? Who wouldn't go to a, a, a UConn or a Tennessee or South Carolina now? So, Or an LSU. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, exactly, LSU. But we'll move on to the task at hand and the Florida Gators, the Florida game, which I know you are a big Florida fan. So I want to know, first of all, if we dive in, how hard is it to be both sides because I could imagine if Arkansas ever played Clemson in football, I'd be a nervous wreck. I, I would be horrible, you know. So what what is your mental state going into this week? And it's so – it's you're right. It is – I'm kind of a bit of a nervous wreck because I, I just have to hear from now two fan bases, right? I have a lot of Florida followers still from when I worked over there, when I was at the university, when I worked with the team, and when I worked in my first market over in Florida in Panama City as the sports director there. So I have a bunch of Florida fans who follow me. I also have a bunch of Arkansas fans. So I get to hear both sides of the spectrum, which is kind of interesting, but it's also kind of hard because you're you're a sounding board for all of this. Florida's not had the season that they wanted to have and Arkansas's not had the season they wanted to have. So you're a sounding board for all of these different voices of like, oh my gosh, we hope Arkansas wins. We hope, you know, Florida's gonna beat us. And it's, it's like, oh gosh, like you're, you're almost like, this is too much. Stop. I, I can't be the sounding board for everybody. But I am personally a little nervous for the game just because I kind of see both situations, yeah. weirdly enough. I kind of see both sides where you have an Arkansas team that has nice a nice bye week. They've got rested up. They're ready to go. Kenny Guyton has a renewed sense of all you know renewed sense of uh excitement around the offense he you know all you're hearing is that everybody is excited that dan enos is gone all respect to him but that he's gone and kenny guyton's come in and and there's there's kind of this like air of yeah we're gonna go out and finish the season strong we're gonna win all four games that's kind of the feeling you get when you think about that program then on the other side You've got a, a Florida team that just got, you know, whacked by mm -hmm. Georgia. They're rivals. They were supposed to keep it closer than that. They did not. They're getting everything from the fan base. They need a sixth win. This could be their sixth win to get them bowl eligible. There's a lot on the line for this Florida team because if they lose to Arkansas, they have a gauntlet after that. They go to LSU. They go to Missouri. They face FSU. And I just don't know if they're going to get a win after that. <laughs> yeah. No offense. No offense. I'm yeah. a Florida fan. I'm allowed to say that. I just don't know if they're going to get a win. So there's a lot on the line for both of these two teams in this game. So it's just going to be, I feel like it's it's setting up to be a weird dogfight, right? I feel like it's going to be just going back and forth. It's going to be one of those college football games that you kind of say, wow. I mean, Vegas even knows it, right? They have Florida as a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now. And then that's, to me, by one touchdown, that's it, Yep, exactly. That's what, that's what I was going to say with it being a, a, in Florida. That's that's an even kill right there. How mm -hmm. much pressure do you think is on Arkansas? You know, you, you for three, four weeks, it's Enos. You know, he's the problem. He's the problem. He's the problem. Now you get what you wanted. You've got a bye week, and you've got Guyton coming in. And, you and again, all you hear is the players are taking to Guyton. 
you know, fresh, you know. So what pressure, because it, you got to win out or there's no bowl game. Yeah. So the tremendous amount of pressure when it comes to your program standards, but how much pressure do you think is on the team of the aspect they're riding all their chips and putting all their chips on Guyton? I think there's a ton of pressure. I mean, this is <laughs> the most pressure that they've felt throughout the season. I didn't think that could be possible, but it is going into this Florida game. And I, I had no idea we would be here when we got to this week, but here we are. You have to go and at least, at least show out on offense. You have, yeah, you have to have KJ Jefferson show up and show out because if all the rumors were true, right? If all the rumors of that, uh, the offense gave up, KJ Jefferson was annoyed at Enos. Hey, there was too many plays. And now you've cut down the playbook by 30%. So if that's the case, if all those rumors are true, that th this was how the offensive players felt, then you should see a different offense come Saturday, right? You should see that spark of life that Kenny Guyton has brought, that, that pushing out Dan Enos has done, that Pittman says, hey, we feel better this week. Everybody feels better. We should be able to see that on Saturday. So at least you want to see a very good offensive performance. I think you need to go out and win the game as well. That's just my opinion. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who still think Florida could win in this matchup, that still think Florida yeah. uh, is the better team. I, I I don't know if I agree with that, to be honest with you. I think if K.J. Jefferson can play at a high level, if the defense can show up like they did in the past five weeks, then I think they can go, honestly, the whole season, let's be honest, for the defense there. But if the defense can show up like they've done consistently all season long, you, I, I think Arkansas has a bit of an edge, and you, and I hate to even mention this. I mentioned this on Ask Mike this week, but I don't think that because this is a different atmosphere for the Swamp, right? It's going to be a blackout, and the players are going to be wearing these all-black uniforms for the first time in school history, and they're going to be honoring military members, which I think is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I just think it's a weird thing to have it at 11 a.m., to have it at noon in, in Eastern time yeah. in Gainesville. And it's gonna be yeah. hot. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awful weather for all black. Yeah. It really is. Sorry guys, I don't care that it's November. It's not gonna be fun to be wearing all black in that stadium. It's also the way the swamp is, it's a bit of a bowl and it traps in that heat. Trust me. I know I've been there too <laughs> many times. I've passed out a few times in that stadium because of heat. It's not gonna be fun wearing all black. And so while I respect that they had this at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of people within Florida's camp that told me they expected this game to be a night game. They expected the SEC to honor that they were going to try and do this and make it a night game. Well, so, when you got a two and six team coming in against a five and three team, and 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 you want us to give you a night game on top of that, I mean, do you want it to go to the ACC and be on the CW network, or bring back the Jefferson <laughs> Pilot for one week? I mean, you can't. I mean, yeah, it, that's what you get when you gamble. And Arkansas, you know, looking at coming into the season, thought this would be a toss up win or a toss up yeah. game. It's not so much and. I want to, you know, end it on this point, and, and as we wrap up is there's a lot of – when we talk about the team, there's a lot of pressure on KJ. Mm -hmm. Because, look, you, you said you're you, – you're wouldn't get along with Enos. We brought in Guyton, you got with – and they have cut down your offense by 30%, and Razorback fans hate the word 30%. 
because that was a Chad Morris third. We got 30% of the playbook installed. So it's almost like, look, guy, you, you're the one with the NIL. You're the one that's carrying this team, and this is the time for everybody to improve. And I'm not saying you have to win this game. But if you're saying you need to up your standards to where you're an Iowa-type offense where you could score touchdowns and not rely on field goals, that shows you where you're at as a program. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. And what I was saying before is that you want your offense to show out. I think that's the main thing that Razorback fans want to see this week is the offense looking like a K.J. Jefferson-led offense, like an offense that has some key playmakers on it. Maybe Rocket Sanders returns. We don't know. Practice was closed this week. We can't see or tell you anything <laughs> about how he's been looking. Sorry. Yeah. Wish I wish I could say that that was not the case. But hopefully you get Rocket Sanders back. Maybe you. this is the week that your offense says, we're rejuvenated, we're coming off a week off. So many things have happened. And Florida fans know that. They have asked me this week. They have gone... We just have an eerie, eerie feeling about this game that while everyone wants to say bad things about Arkansas this year, we have an eerie feeling that this bye week, that all the changes could be so beneficial for them that they go into the swamp. They're mad. They're wanting to get, they're wanting to win the last four games of the season. They're wanting to get their first win in the swamp ever. That is so much pressure that the pressure might actually be good for KJ Jefferson, be good for that offense. I want to see them looking like the offense that we saw way before Danny knows that we saw last season. I, I'd like to see, I mean, hey, I'd like to see the offense that we saw in the second half against Alabama too. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'd like to see some of these things happen for this team because if they don't, and even if they don't win, but they show out on offense, I still think that's good for the rest of the season. That's a good push to get you on the right track. But it, you just want to see that. You want to see them looking like there's some signs of life there. Because in that Mississippi State game, they were dead. They were dead in the yeah, water. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll get you out of here on this. And and I know I, I, I got to do this just for, just for you know, S&Gs. <laughs> <laughs> prediction and would you dare predict against your Florida Gators? <sighs> I I honestly have thought so long and hard about this, and it's so hard for me to give you an answer on who I who I want to you know put my hey I think they'll win I think that because I really do believe this will be a toss up. It's so hard for me. <laughs> To say one or the other one, it's hard for me yeah. to go against the Razorbacks. It's hard for me to go against Florida. Like, honestly, Porter, I'm gonna, people are going to hate me when I say this. It's People are going to hate me when I say this. But I kind of, I'm like, I plead the fifth. either one, I when I'm okay. Plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I think, I think there is something to be said that there's a lot in the line for both of these teams. So I could see it be, I'll give you a score prediction. I think it's going to be close. Um, and I think I would say 35 to 32 or something like that, maybe. I think something even if those Arkansas is on the losing end of that, we, we would take that because they scored over 30 points. So, yeah. There that. you go. And that's what I'm saying. So, I think I think it's a toss-up. I really can't give you who. And I know I know it's a cop-out answer, but I'm really – it's truth the truth for you. I'm really okay. If Arkansas wins, I'm okay if Florida wins. So. Well, well, I'll tell you what. If I turn on the news tonight at 9 or 10 and you've given a prediction and a score – Mere hours after you said you played the fifth, 
There's, I'm going to pray for three more uh, uh, check marks against Florida. I'm putting three more check marks on Florida State's score. Here, here, <laughs> let, let me tell you this. If I, if you could tell me that Florida State, that Florida would beat Florida State this year, but they would have to lose to Arkansas, I'd oh, take it. I'd take, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd take it. I'd, I'd say, you know what? Give it go. to me. That's fine. I'll, there we I'll go. you know, we'll pick Suey all day long. <laughs> well, Courtney. I'll tell you that. And listen, I will have to give a game prediction on our game day show on Saturday morning when I'm in Gainesville. So if you guys are curious who I'm going to pick, that's a shameless plug to watch our picture there we on go. game day show, 10 a.m. on Saturday 10 a.m. on Saturday. There we go. Well, hey, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Good chopping it up with you. Good luck to, you know, both sides. Of, you might have a half-and-half half pig trail shirt, Florida Gator shirt on. I don't, you know, what you got in store for that game. but You know, I might I might wear a little orange and blue little hair tie or something. There you go. You know, I might, <laughs> might, they, they know I'll be on the sidelines for that one. So there's a bunch of Florida people that are already uh, going to heckle me and things like that. So Arkansas, look, I'm getting heckled by Florida fans, okay? <laughs> All right? They don't, they don't accept me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure having you on. Thank you again for coming on, and, and we'll wrap it up with that. And uh, I know you got some stuff to do for Pig Trail Nation. So, again, be, be looking on at 10 a.m. on Pig Trail Nation's pregame show for that score. Thank I you. I promise it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good evening. Thanks, Border. Yes, going to be a big game on uh, Saturday, of course, like I said last uh, last game against Mississippi State, I thought it was going to be a, you know, when you put them again in the corner, you put them against the wall. About time somebody's going to fight back. I mean, all the chips are on the side. This is the game. They what they wanted. You know, you wanted change. Not only did you get change, and now you got to hurry up and fix things. You had a week to prepare, and I'm not saying they're, gonna, they're guaranteed going to go out and win. I'm not expecting them to guarantee go out and win. But I want to see fight. I want to see fight on the offensive side. I want to see touchdowns. I want to see take some chances. I want to see, you know, it's win out or you, there's no bowl game. So, you, you know you've got to take chances. That would be a huge – I know you've got a tall task of going to Gainesville and winning in Gainesville. We all know that. But it, it would be a breath of fresh air, and I know that you're going to get some – some of those that says, well, I wish this would happen two, three weeks ago. Why are you just – I mean, it is what it is. got to put the past behind us and move forward and salvage this season, get to the bowl eligible. And what better way would it be? I mean, yes, if you know you're at two and six, but if you do win out and you beat Missouri, you you got something to hang your hat on moving forward. you got something to send KJ out moving forward and ending his career. You got something, you know, if Rocket comes back and he gets to finish out his career at Arkansas in a Razorback uniform and and go out with a bang. I mean, there's so many things that could happen. It, and it just seems like that's Arkansas's luck every single year when it comes to what could have, what ifs. I mean, I know there's been some big what ifs when it comes to this program, but it seems like every year those, those little what ifs, Catalan getting hurt or, you know, what if Rocket Sanders was – you know, eligible all year, and, and would that have made a difference? You know, what if, you know, Dan Enos would have called different plays or, you know, adapted? What if he would have, you know, shrunk down the playbook a little bit? There's so many things we can talk about, but now it's time to, you know, business. Let's come out. Let's go to work. Let's finish out this season strong and, and give these Razorback fans 
something to look forward to other than just basketball season, other than just baseball season and, and doom and gloom for next year. You're, you're not, cause that's a thing in the end, you're, you're setting this team and this program up for failure next year because you're going to be more than likely starting a new quarterback. You got a new potentially OC or Guyton might get promoted. We don't know what's going to happen with that, but there's so you talk about the what ifs, there's so many what ifs that are going to be going into next year at least try to salvage the most you can out of this year. And, and then tomorrow night what we're going to do is we're going to have Coach Hale on. We were going to have him on last week, uh, scheduling technical difficulties on that. We will have him on tomorrow night, and then we will touch on again the, the story about Jersey Wolfenbarger entering the uh, portal out, you know, not playing with the team. We'll have a little bit more information on that tomorrow um, but for that, that will do it for this episode. Thank you again to Courtney Mims for coming on tonight. I know busy schedule with recording before flying out to Florida. So appreciate them always coming on and that will do it for this episode. We will catch you tomorrow night on the weekly women's sports report. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.